well. This is a podcast for sovereign people. I'm your host, George McCullough, and with us today is Anna Savoya on the controls and our special guest, Michelle Mockers, artist, activist, and philosopher. It's a rot for yeah. one man. <laughs> yeah, well, you've lived a long life and uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully many more years. I hope you, so. you got a birthday I, coming I, I, up. Yes, but I do my best to last a little for a few more years. Yeah. The time to achieve what we want to achieve, George. Yeah. So we just passed a, an election year, and I got to say, I was totally fed up with the commercials that were on TV, that were on the internet, and everything like that. It's so disgusting and so discouraging to. It makes me not want to have anything to do with politics. Although, Michelle, you're offering um, a program for a way out of this mess. Yeah, the, the, the mess is the result of the, I should say, no philosophy of the political party. It's, it's the, the fight of the fittest with all the, what is, uh, you know, going with that, and especially the, the, the money, and it's absolutely disgusting. The money is disgusting. The money interfering in elections, absolutely devoid the election of what it really means, election. So we have said a lot of things, and I believe that eventually we even repeated ourselves. So l let's start again from the beginning. When you consider, uh, as you did, the election, we should say that we, for the first time, are going to offer something else. Something, when I say for the first time, because you can look at the whole history of politics, and they call politics, come on, an art, forget it. The art of politics is not an art. And usually, the art of politics ends up as war, continuation of politics. And if you look at the 6,000 years of registered history, before there was no, of course, registration of history, you are going only through history of wars, nothing else. Every century has plenty of wars, one side or another side, or one way of the, one piece in the world or another piece of the world. Wars all over, all over. And when the, the 20th century, which, uh, you know, I, I went through a big, big part of the 20th century, the 20th century is absolutely disgusting. We had the two most major wars, including the, the, the Second War with Hitler, which was 50 million dead. Come on, 50 million dead. Dead for what? Ex ex explain to me for what. Because we had won one war one, and we had created with one war one the condition of one war two. It is everything, the, every time is the same thing. You are the winner, so you make the Loser, pay for being. And it seems like the conditions after World War II are setting up World War III because they've made an industry now out of war. And what industry wants to do is wants to be self-sustaining. So it wants to keep going. Of course. The, the armaments the, is the, the best money that you can invest is in armaments. That is completely crazy because it puts men lower lower than, than animals don't even behave like that. Man is worse than an animal. The animals don't fight and kill each other like that. Eventually they eat, uh, but we eat the cows also. Eh? If they eat each other to survive. But no animal is behaving like 
in wars like men would destroy absolutely entire populations. And beside that, once more, it has always been like that. And it's, it's a, an enormous mistake that the winner make the loser pay. The loser has no more money, has no more anything at all, and you make him pay. So it creates the condition for the next war because the, the loser wants to take revenge. And we, World War I put Germany out, completely out of money, broke. So a guy like Hitler could have say, take over saying, oh, guys, we have nothing else, but I offer you works, I offer you everything. So they follow. Of course they follow. And after they say, oh, we are going to take our revenge. Huh? They beat us last time, now we are going to beat them. And it's always the same game. Always, always, always the same game. War, as you say, beside that, is a good investment. Yeah. For the people with money, it's a good investment. You have eventually, especially in World War I, factories that were never bombed in the enemy camp. And those factories were not bombed. Why? Because they belong to the people who were making war on the other one. Right. So, come on, don't destroy them. And they play both sides of the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's very typical of World War I. You have a specific example of factory which have never been destroyed because they belong to the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to say, I watched, well, a political commercial came on just about every 20 minutes, 10 minutes. And I got to say, I agree with you. I didn't see one positive um, commercial. It was always bashing the other person um, and, and doing stuff like that. Nothing positive was shown. Absolutely not. So there's really nothing to vote for. No, p politics, politics here is exactly politics of people against people. It's not politics. It's not the countries. It's people, personalities against personalities. The, the Democrats want to de demolish the, the Republican and the, Democrat with the Republican want to do the reverse. They're really, but that's it. That's the art of politics. Now, they don't talk about the future. They don't talk about the great thing. You still have people with not enough, people with too much. It's, it's the law of the jungle. The fittest survives. And the fittest have everything. So you have few people who have all the money and a lot of people who have no money and even some of them are starving, don't have enough money. So the people with money say, oh, oh if they were, I had one friend well, that time was a very comfortable millionaire. You were not talking about billionaires, but millionaires. And he said, oh, they are not millionaires because they don't work like me. If they were working like me, they would be billionaires. They're probably working much harder. Oh, come on. So, so that, that's, you know, that's the, 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 the philosophy, the philosophy of, of capitalism. The philosophy of capitalism is, once more, the survival of the fittest in the free enterprise. I demolish you because if I demolish you, I will have more work. Uh, you forget that you, if you I demolish you, I demolish also all the people that you pay. You put all those people in the street, but that, that doesn't count. Uh, that doesn't in any consideration. Consideration is that you are going to make more money because you destroy the competition. That's it. That's the law of the jungle of capitalism. Capitalism has absolutely no philosophy. Not at all. Not a directing philosophy. Yeah, I don't. 
the survival of the fittest, always somebody loses. And I, I, I want uh, a world where everybody wins. And I think that's possible. And, and you're presenting um, a philosophy for that. Yeah. That philosophy, once more, we are the very, very first one. I should say that it's not because we are special. We are not special. But we're just maybe thinking a little more than, than some others think. We are presenting, and you can go through the his, whole history of humanity. You, we are presenting for the very, very first time a philosophy which is positive, a positive philosophy. The only man who dare to propose a philosophy was Karl Marx. I disagree entirely on Karl Marx because it's based on negation. When our philosophy is based on affirmation, it is based once more on the what I call the dialectic of the arts. How you make a painting. And if you can explain how you make a painting, you can explain in the same way how you can make a society. So we can go a little into that. Is that want. the No Pennies program? Yes, exactly. The program is coming out of that. And so why is it called the No Pennies program? It's called the No Pennies because in fact it's the, the, the party the party, not an official party, eh? because even an official party is impossible to establish in the U.S. They are asking so many things that you will never establish a political party. So, but a party, eh? you can have a party in your home, a party to drink with your friends, that's a party to people who, who, <laughs> who share the same ideas. So we are a party, non-official, but at the end of it, we will see how we can act, because in fact, the, the final goal would be to prove that there are much more people that be classed in the no pennies. When I say no pennies, doesn't mean that you have, do not have five cents in your, in your pocket, huh? but I mean that you are part of all that population that vote or no vote, their vote are for nothing. They count absolutely for nothing. You have no power. You have absolutely no power at all when you vote. Because when the company so-and-so give $500,000 or $1 million, uh, you, you give what? Uh, if you are a real supporter, you will give your 20 bucks or some 100 bucks. You're a nobody. You're an absolute nobody. It's, it's, a, it's a fake democracy. So what we propose is a real democracy. But to establish a real democracy, you have to have some conditions which, which have to be filled up. Otherwise, there is no democracy. What kind of... The, the number one, the absolutely number one is education. Because if you have a population of people who are not very well and well, if not very well, well educated, how do you want them to think, to think clearly, to have a clear view of what they are voting for? When you have kids who have absolutely no hope to reach, a, let's say, not even a high level of education, but a, a decent level of education, forget it. The, the number one condition for democracy is to educate all the people, to develop the personality to their full extent. And that has to be free. That has to be the work of the government to provide for all the children the same possibility of education, which in the U.S., excuse me, eh? We are far from it. Yeah. So you're saying education is a human right. Education is the number one, my dear. Education is the number one condition to have a democracy. The rest is no democracy. It's, once more, the power of the people with money and nothing else. 
Well, you have a list of other stuff here too. Is it okay if we go through them? Oh, absolutely. To give my people dear, because a, a thumbnail. No, I, I wanted uh, once more. I wanted to to underline, if I can say so, the fact that what you are going to go through with that program is directly directly uh, issued from from the arts. Uh, I can. In one word, I already said that, I'd already tell it to you, but if on one side you have inspiration and the other side you have, I am a painter, so I, I speak about painting, I could speak about music or whatever, the same size. If you have inspiration, which is something completely abstract, and on the other side you have the paint and the brushes, and you put those two things together and you create a piece of art. But you create a piece of art in the laws that in some ways govern the piece of art. You don't, if you make a painting, you don't paint out of the frame. Which the Republican right. and Democrat are always saying, painting out of the frame. So a painting is inside the frame and has to go through some rules that whatever you paint, the most figurative or the most abstract, you follow exactly the same rules that you keep inside of inspiration and execution. And you can do the same thing in politics, exactly the same thing. The inspiration, what we should do, and the, the, the practical. And you put those things together, and you can create a balanced society where you will not paint outside of the frame with too much money because you are outside of the frame. You stay inside of the frame. So you have to limit the frame. You have to say, you have all the possibility to do what you want in your life, but to a certain level, no more than that. And that frame can be ever expanding too, to include more and more. Yeah, the, 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 frame, the frame is a question of governing after that. It's a question of fixing what are the limits that you can reach, or you don't want the people to go over those limits. You can, for example, and we say in that, in that program, we can, for example, limit the money that you can have. You can give a good limit. You can have people with, let's say, comfortable money, but not people with the 1% who owns everything. So that's where everything goes wrong. So that should not exist. It's out of balance. And at the same time, should not exist the kid who doesn't have enough to eat for dinner, which is absolutely can be proved here in this country. Oh, yeah. So that, that is too much. And it's where the, the dialectic of the arts, once more, we remain in the, in the frame and not too much and enough. All right, so in the No Pennies program, which I feel like I'm part of the No Pennies, right? I have no power. You have absolutely no power. Once more, it's not because you have a nice job, you have a nice house, you have everything. You have a no penny. I mean, you have the power of a no penny. You have no power at all. You have, once more, you are going to give your contribution to the elections. To feel, uh, you know, to feel uh, honest and whatever, there's absolutely no, no, no power at all. You throw that in the, in the in the river, it will be about the same thing. Did you vote this last Tuesday? No. No, I am against, so I cannot vote for any one of them. You're against voting, or you're against? No, I'm against the whole system. Okay. So the the final goal, if you want, of the system, I did vote for years and years and years, up to I was fed up because nothing, absolutely nothing can come out. I, I, vote like I feel idiot. like I'm getting the same way, don't you? I feel like an idiot. Voting. I'm there. I didn't vote either. 
<laughs> Good. <laughs> so what I want to prove at the end, you see, we are in some kind unofficial, we are on the side. We, we are on the side of all that thing. But at the end of it, it should be that we be strong enough to prove that we are the majority. And the majority has for the minority, governing actually minority, to go away. We are the majority. So go away. Well, it might not be that easy. They, they're the ones with the guns. No, it might be like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, <laughs> all in the world, in the world, so far in the world, and the re all revolutions have been, let's say, basically, basically not very positive, huh? but they have never been b done by the, the crowd in the street, never. They have been done by few people who had the ideas to, influ to have an influence on the, on the people in the street. And that's what we hope to do with this podcast. Exactly, but because we, we are proposing something positive that people can agree with. So we can go through if you want. Well, you broke it down into world and America. So let's talk about the world. You, you have uh, three headings here. World community. Yeah, not world government. Because world, a government can be always take over. Yeah, you say here, all nations preserve their originality and political independence. Yeah, but in a community. We can be, the three of us, we can be a community, we can have a nice lunch or nice dinner together and be at completely different opinions. You know, one of the, the, the drama of, of humanity is intolerance. All right. Intolerance has made a lot of, of victims, if I can say so, of political or religious intelligence. You know, it's something when you look at that, the number of people who did suffer and suffer sometimes in awful conditions. So that, that is absolutely unacceptable. So tolerance is the number one thing that, that can exist. You are not on my, on my opinion, but so what? We have dinner together and we can work together. You are in your head, well, I am how in my does head. It, how does that work with um, if a nation doesn't respect um, women's rights or something like that? That's where my deed we have to have our philosophy taking over. That, you know, it's we do exactly, in some ways, we do exactly what Marx did. And he took over half of the world with, with a wrong, uh, wrong philosophy based on negation. So we are based on affirmation. So we should take the whole world <laughs> instead of half of the world. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious when I say but that. But there is, there is this... Um... I must respect you, my dear. Even if you are not of my opinion, but we can have dinner together. And that's exactly what I say about the world community. Not a world government. A world government that can be taken over by uh, strong people. A world community. Right. We well, are together to share the, 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 the meal tonight. We would want um, human rights to be respected throughout the world. Absolutely. So you, you need, everybody needs to agree on a certain amount of basic human rights. You have to convert the people. Yeah. That, that, that's always the same problem, my dear. You have to convert the people. You have to, to, to show the people that what you are telling them is the truth and could bring peace instead of, uh, of war and uh, suffering and all that. You know, or I suppose if um, 
people um, have are free to go between countries and stuff. If somebody's fed up with the way they're treated in a particular culture, they can just go go to another one that uh, matches them better. Yeah, because that uh, we go into something else. <laughs> we go also in the of the let's say property. Because in the beginning there was no property at all. Then someday a guy, you know, it's uh, ten thousand years, twenty thousand years ago, a guy tamed a cow. And when the cow was tamed, he put a fence around the, the, the cow, like that nobody but himself can have the cow. That was the beginning of property. So the neighbor did exactly the same thing, and the neighbor and the neighbor, and they started to fight because of borders. Your cow goes on my herd, you know, your cow goes on my... Where you have the water on your property okay. and I want it on my okay. property. So, so that created, that created, the, <laughs> that created the, the lawyers to defend this guy against this other guy because the cow was going, you know, so they created the lawyers. And the lawyers created something else, the tribunals, the judge, to know which one was right. And after that, when the, instead of being one individual, it becomes a group, and a group at a point could not function as a group and give the power to one man to represent the group and put a border around the group, we had nations. But nations behave exactly like the first guy. They fight about borders, they fight about language, they fight about anything, anything, anything you want. So that created the necessity for armies to defend well, the borders. You have armies <laughs> in this, um, in the No Pennies program. What do you say about armies? I say that we don't need armies if we are a community. A world community. A world community does not a need A world army. community doesn't need armies. But it's where once more you must accept, you must accept the other for what they are. And you must try to not only accept them, but work with them. You can improve uh, something in the neighbor. They can improve something on you. They can give you something that you don't have. They can, and so and so. That you create a community. There is no reason why humanity is not a community. The, the, the big, big problem of society, like, like the, the, for example, our society today, is that it is not a society. A society is made of interdependent people. We depend on each other. Now, what is the reality of society today is competitive people. I compete against you all the time. So that is not society. It's a battlefield instead right. of being a society. Right. I agree with you. And, the, and, getting, and getting back to property, my brain can justify private property, but my heart can't. I just don't understand how, like, one person, one corporation can say, oh, I own all the oil in the world, or I own, we own all this tract of land here. I, I, I just can't get it. I can't, my heart just is, doesn't well, feel it. It is because once more we have, we have lost the, the, the sense of what is a community, and from the community what is a society, what it is. It should be people interdependent helping each other, and it's exactly the reverse. 
when this, the, the company so-and-so say, ah, I, I extend, I extend, I give you that, and all that is mine, absolutely mine, in the name of what? Right, because it's like the world gives everything that somebody needs, right? It gives, it gives us everything, all the food, all the clothes, all the shelter, everything that we need. But, but like, let's say you have a fig tree, and then some who can, that can feed the whole community, and then somebody comes along and says, "I own that fig tree." Yeah. Uh, I, I, and because there's some, the, the the one who comes out is stronger than you, because he maybe has a gun in his pocket and say, "If you don't do it, it's 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 how it works today." It's not because what you say, what you say would be absolutely wonderful, and it's where society should go to. And it's where our positive society should go too. But basically, what happens is that a guy come and say, it's mine. And it's mine by force. And that's it. And he takes it. He takes it out of you. Well, there is a willing party. The person also gives up their right to claim that uh, piece of property you know even though they get bullied they still are giving up their right maybe they don't want to get hurt or whatever or they don't want to be killed but they're still giving up their claim and i feel like that's what everybody's doing nowadays that should not happen that should not be like that you know once more societies people interdependent of each other the, if some, somebody goes wrong we should help the somebody that goes wrong because that proves that the whole society goes wrong so, <laughs> yes, so now I say uh, you should help each other instead of being competitive. And this is where I accuse, if you want, I accuse system like the free enterprise to, to, to go absolutely the reverse of that. Is the, the strongest will impose what he wants. And that's it. And the other one, they have to disappear. So that, that's not a society. It's, no. a, it's a jungle. Yeah, but I think people think that there's not enough for everybody. So there's this sense and there's not enough. So I have to have it because if I don't have it, if somebody else has it, have it, has it, I won't. Is there insecurity? It's based on insecurity, yes, that there's not enough. There is enough. It's because the, oh, absolutely, it, it, there is it, enough. It's because the distribution is not done as it yeah. should be done. That's it. And some people take over and monopolize the distribution, Fear. and they do what they want. You know, you, you have some small disasters. I, I, I quote one that comes to my mind: We distribute rice to, to you know to support the population who supposedly don't have enough to eat. And in doing that, in some countries, we have absolutely destroyed the local production because the rice that we were importing to help them was way, money-talking money, was less expensive than one produced by the country. So, in other words, in some countries, we put completely out what was basically the, 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 the agriculture of the country. And that's what some countries do to the U.S. They'll build, make shoes cheaper than what we were making them for, and then now everybody who makes shoes in America are gone. Why? For a very simple reason, my dear. Some money, somebody's making more money. The shoes aren't cheaper. Absolutely, <laughs> come on. Why, why, why today is China what it is? Because everything you, you take, everything, practically everything you take on your table, whatever, made in China. 
My shoes, I'm sure if I look at my shoes, made in China. Why? They could have been made in America. Why? Because the corporation that owns the name of those shoes find that in China, it was half the price or a third of the price or a tenth of the price that in the, in the US. So they went over there and they said, oh yes, but we sell you shoes which are less expensive. Uh -huh. They only forget to tell you that in doing that, I take the job out of the Americans. Yeah. So we are manufacturing everything in China and now we are, beside that, we are absolutely surprised that China is strong. And is, we, we have, we own money to, 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 to China. Come on, how is that? And because the corporation, and you know, there is another thing that came in in that story, transportation. Transportation in the old time was very expensive. Transportation today with those enormous uh, cargo ships is less than expensive. So your pair of shoes manufactured in China, which has certainly, you know, armies of workers at a low price, so, and the transportation, which is basically almost nothing at all, so the company, much, much more money, selling you cheaper than if it was made in America, but make, nevertheless, more money selling you those shoes. Hmm. So that's the idea that is a free enterprise. <laughs> that is free enterprise. You are free to go in China and have your shoes made so in we China. So that's, that's what you're saying. We compete against each other and then... That's not a society. The, the, the problem is, the, the, it's, it's the only problem with, with capitalism, in fact, is that it's a question of money. Everything is money. So you can sell your, your soul to the devil if it pays. And this is what we are doing. In fact, we are paying another country that now ourselves supposedly because our shoes will be less expensive, but in reality, the company that makes the shoes make more money like that than if it was made in America. So, the American makers of shoes are gone. They, 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 there is no more shoes making in America. And you look at, I don't know what, the, 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 the spoon that you take for, to eat, uh, made in China. Well, everything is made in China, so plus few, uh, you know, few things on the, some other countries but not in America, too expensive America. Yeah, and then I don't see, well, it's getting to the point where people in America don't have enough work or their standard of living is, is going down so much that I can see a time when it's going to be cheaper to make them in the U.S., Well, you have to, to turn around the whole thing, my dear. You have to turn around well, the You have to tell the people that they will, and beside that, if you were consuming less because you can buy less, not only that, you will eventually preserve the reserve, the, the material reserve of the earth. The cheapest it is, the more you want, and the more you want, the more you destroy the, the, the natural you know, the natural reserve of the, of the earth. Well, I don't want people to get me wrong. I don't, I believe that the Chinese people or the people living in China have every right to a great standard of living, just like everybody in the United States. Although you would think in a, in a just society, people in the United States or here in New Jersey, where we're uh, broadcasting from, they could make their own shoes here, right? And the people in China make their shoes for the people in China. 
Yeah, but it's not like that. The people in China make the, the choose for the people in America. Yeah. Yeah. It's the reverse. And once more, for, by the companies, which make more money doing that, you, all of a sudden, all the companies are... And you have the island, what is it, Cayman Island or something like that. If you have a room over there, your company can be over there and you pay no taxes. And the, the, the company that eventually manufacture in China, you don't know what they are doing. And they have a room in the Cayman, uh, I believe it's Cayman Island. Yeah, Caymans, uh, yeah. So, uh, once more, uh, before it was in, uh, in France, you know, it was uh, Monaco, uh, the, the same thing. You had a room, you were not paying taxes. In Cayman, you have rooms, you don't pay taxes. So those companies, they manufacture in China, they deliver in Cayman, and then they come here, no taxes, no nothing, they do what they want. And you don't have the, you never have the, the, the reports of the companies on what they do when they do in America. You don't know. Yeah. Well, but Bring back the company in America. Number what, one. What, what does a human, mean, human being need to be happy? Shoes. <laughs> Two things, yes. Shoes, no, no, shoes. Shoes, exactly, shoes to eat and also to have their mind busy. You, you cannot just eat and, and, and wear shoes. That's not enough. You have a mind. And that mind requires seven things, even if it's a movie, but it requires seven things to work. Otherwise, you are an idiot. Uh, just because you have shoes, you can be... Well, a, I try to be. quiet all my thoughts every now and then just to try to relax. So, but it's where, you know, it's where, once more, education is very, very important. And when I, I, I always say education should be three things. Which education is a, is a vague word, uh, too big if you want. Education should be the classical education, literature, whatever you want, history, whatever you want, eh? classics. Number two should be, uh, when I say, art, be exposed to all the arts. All the kids in the world, on the world, in America, at least I'm talking about America, all the kids should, for example, once heard a symphonic orchestra playing for them, a full symphonic orchestra. Otherwise, they will never have any idea of music and they will eventually never know music or never lo love music. So to be exposed and eventually to be participating, eh? you, you, they have to participate. No, okay. And the third one, when I said the, the, the should be sports, Three, in other words, three parts in education, three equal parts in education. The, the, the third one would be sports. When, when I say sports, I'm not talking about American football. Eh? I'm, talk, I'm talking about uh, uh, flying, uh, riding horses, uh, golf if you want, uh, things like that. So that is education. That develops the mind. And then from that, you can go to whatever you want to choose. If you want to go up to become a specialist on I don't know what, you can become a specialist on I don't know what. But you also can have not go to be a specialist on I don't know what, but remain a man with enough education to be able to judge how the country is governed and to vote in consequence of that. And I think everybody wants to be able to feel like they're making a contribution too. Of course. It's, it's in human nature. You belong to a country. So you want that country to do as well as possible. It's normal to, 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 to wish that. And that you can contribute to that. 
and you make you eventually will make you possible to contribute to that. But there are many ways to contribute to that. And to contribute to that is not eventually like like the, the big companies giving one million dollars to buy the, the White House. And when they are in the White House, they forget completely that you need this or you need that. They forget completely education. America is, I don't know what, the 18th or 20th, the most powerful country in the world, as America pretends to be, yeah, is, is 18th, or, 18th or 19th in education. 18th or 19th. You have the most craziest, craziest healthcare, the craziest in the world healthcare in America. Why? Why? Yeah, Because the company make a lot of money, come on. The company do what they want in that, in that story also. So, so would you consider when uh, the company providing health insurance, because the health insurance is not providing health care. It's oh. just, no, it's providing you with uh, the security that you will have access to health care. That's you, all they're doing. You, you, you know uh, uh, you know that basically uh, before being an American I'm French you are well, I was no French. way <laughs> no way eh? yeah. you know my accent doesn't tra okay I thought you so, were from so, Belgium no 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 I'm from, <laughs> I'm from France and in France I believe that on the, on the international uh, France is number one with one or two countries of the north over there for healthcare and By experience, I know by experience that going to a French hospital, they don't ask you if you can pay. Yeah, I, I was really in bad, bad, bad condition when I my, 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 my stroke. Eh? There is a doctor who didn't receive me because I was not on his plan. You know? I was not. I could have died on his, on his door. He didn't care. I could not pay. So in France, when you go to a hospital, they never ask you if you can pay. They say, what are you coming for? Go and go and see Dr. So-and-so. And Dr. So-and-so say, oh, I need some X-ray. Go and see so Dr. So-and-so. And you can stay one week or two weeks in the, in the hospital. You need it. And when you go out, the cashier say, how do you pay, sir? Personal check or social security? That's it. And you say social security? That's it. You have nothing to do. That's it. Everything is covered. Everything, and you don't have to ask one question, and you don't have to have an, an insurance on this, an insurance on that, an insurance, nothing at all. Nothing at all. You just go to the hospital and they take you. I had a friend, he was visiting France, he fell on the, on the sidewalk, and he hurt his knees. So he was just almost in front of an hospital. So he went on the hospital, so they, they take care of his knees and so And they rented a hotel room for him because they say our rooms are not good enough. We want to, you to be comfortable. And they pay the hotel. They pay the hotel. He had nothing to pay. Now, to are the, they collecting more taxes? You, you, you see that in America? Have you seen something? No, that's where that? you're They knew that guy could die on his, on, his, on his door. He knew that look at me. Oh, come on. So, so that is absolutely unacceptable. And it is supposedly the richest country in the world? It's a joke. Um, well, you had a little bit of a health scare uh, a few years back. You had a stroke. I had a stroke, yeah. And how, did you, how were you treated in the hospitals? Because I am, I am a very poor man, my dear. I have no money at all. 
So as I am normally at all, they treat me well. And you know, it was funny because <laughs> I can say that, you know. So I, 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 I was not able to put one foot when I was over, you know. I was not able to put one foot in front of the other one. I could not. Impossible. One month later, I was walking, normally walking. And so you have the you have a part of uh, the rehab, which is to say, how do you go to your bathroom? How do you go to your kitchen? You have all that, you know. So when you go to your kitchen, where is the refrigerator? Where are the eggs in the refrigerator? Where is the pan to make an omelette? Where is the butter for my You have to find everything, you know. And I say, okay, I make an omelette, but with one condition. You taste my omelette. I say, oh, never. If all the customers were doing that, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he ate my omelette. He ate my own omelette. He ate my own omelette. So there were several girls, and they say, do you know how to make crepes? I say, of course I know how to and make crepes. And this is in rehab. Listen, two weeks ago, I have a man who say, hey, you remember your crepes? Two weeks ago. George, two weeks ago, I was in the street. I didn't recognize that man, of course. We said, you remember the crepes? Because that day, there were three or four girls, you know, the helping uh, nurses. They say, you make crepes. I made the crepes for the whole establishment. Everybody in the establishment. <laughs> I spent, but I had four helpers. One taking the butter, you know, putting in the pan, the other one doing it. I made crepes for the whole establishment. They still remember that. You can go over there, they will still remember. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, so they made you work for the, the rehab, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. So, so I, 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 I came out like a, like a normal man, absolutely a normal man. One month later. But you didn't man. have insurance, or what? You were you no, were on Medicare. I didn't or? pay anything <laughs> because I'm too too poor to pay, my dear. And it's, and it's the truth. I'm not cheating. You know, one thing that doesn't pay is to philosophize. So as long as I was a painter painting and selling my paintings, plus, you know, with the family, you know what it is, you know, the, 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 the children and blah, 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 blah. So I did, I did relatively, relatively very well. But then someday I started to philosophize too much and the painting. So I became a very poor man. I am a very poor man. I am. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, ashamed of being a very poor man. No, but you seem very wealthy to me. You got that smile still at your age. It's like an incredible thing. You know, and I will tell you something also. I just tell it to you. The, the very first day I arrived, I had my stroke. Okay, so the, the you know they came with the, the ambulance and everything to bring me to the hospital. Huh? And I was in, on that bed on the hospital. I saw myself dying. I was dying. And I was on some kind of a, of a slope, if you want, that I was going very slowly and very agreeable, by the way. It was in the middle of nowhere, but it was a very nice feeling that I had. And I say, I'm going to die, and I'm dying. And at the point, I said, come on, I have something else to do. And the doctor, the next day, they say, we never understood what did happen. Because you were dying, and all of a sudden, you're normal. <laughs> they didn't understand. I didn't understand myself, but I really see myself dying, my dear. It's, it's very strange, uh, strange feeling, and, and and in some ways it was very agreeable. 
I'd say, you I'm never going, told me that I'm, story before, no, Michelle. I am going. I'm, say, I'm, say, I'm saying myself, I'm going, and it's agreeable, and let's go, and let's go. But you felt you weren't finished here on oh, this Oh, yeah. I said, at, the, at the point, I said, ah, I should not do that. And what is that? And what, I, what do you need to accomplish before you can actually die? I, I didn't think at that time. But I knew that they had something to do, you know. I'd say, I, I must do that. And, and, and once more, the doctor, the doctor the next day, they say, we don't understand they didn't understand how it was possible that I was practically dead, and all of a sudden I was a normal, normal, almost normal man. And when you were going through rehab and all of that, you still had the same feeling. I got I got to get through this to because I have stuff. Oh no, to do. no, I went, I went like that. You know, it was, it was in some ways, it was relatively pleasant, because I was watching myself. The very first step, you know, to to put one step up. Ah, it's a whole work. Put one step up like that. All work, my dear. It took you one hour to do that. And the last exercise that they, they make you do is to, to, to go up a stairs. There is a stairs that goes nowhere, but the stairs to go up and to go down like that. Not change, going back like that. That's the, that's the last exercise that they make you. And, and they say, you are Mr. Miracle. I was working exactly like I, like I worked today. They didn't understand how it did happen. I didn't understand myself. But, hey, here I am today with you. So do you think that when you had that experience of dying, it actually healed you? Those moments where you were between? I don't know, darling. I, I'm not able to, to answer you. It, it's a very strange, it was a very strange thing. I really saw myself going on, on some kind of a slope. I said, at the end of the slope, that's it. And at the same time, it was agreeable, agreeable. I went, I went letting myself go, go down like that, up to the point where I say, ah, not yet. <laughs> it, when, you did, when Michelle described um, the rehab with the eggs and the omelet and stuff, my brother was getting rehabbed from an operation that he was doing. They, I think they did the same thing. They, they, we were in, in when he was doing the rehab, and they said, yeah, you got to get part the... of the yeah. No, no, that's, that's, part, that's part of the yeah. program. You have to Like make they it. make you, you make some no. exercise, you know, write a word uh, like that, pick up the word, you know, crossing words, uh, you know, all that type of thing. And, and you have some people, you have to tell you, to teach them how to go back in your on your bathroom, how to do it, how to put your leg up and uh, put your leg in, in, you know, absolutely. Because once more, in the beginning, I could not put one foot in front of the of the other. I could not. Impossible. And what about your mental? Oh no, no problem, capacity. no problem. I would say, hey, let's let's. <laughs> I didn't even think of anything. Let's do it. <laughs> Were you able to draw and write and no, no, get on the computer? Oh, no, come on, absolutely nothing at all, my dear. Nothing at all. Nothing. You are just a body going. That's it. No, I mean, after that, then you go, went back to be able to do everything oh, just I, the I, way I, it was. Hey, you see me today? <laughs> exactly the, the next morning, I was back in, uh, you know, uh, philosophizing. Did you convert anybody in the rehab place? Oh, yes, of course. You paid them off with the crepes? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what is unacceptable? Absolutely for me, absolutely unacceptable. It's a doctor who doesn't want to see you because you do not have the right insurance, uh, whatever it is. 
and you can die once more on his door and he will not look at you because you cannot pay. Only in America, my dear. I've never seen that in any other country in the world. Yeah, I, I don't I don't quite get it. So in, in France, do you pay more taxes for the health care? Oh, in France, it's very simple. A third of your check disappears for the government. A third. Well, it's a third here. No, a third of... A third, you know, I had a printing plant. You remember? I had 30 employees, some big machines. When I, I see the printer today, I, I, I fight with the printer. I become crazy because it's not a printing machine. It's a piece of junk. <laughs> but anyway, so so I had 30 employees. So you, I had to pay for them also, you know, as a, so that was the same thing. 10% of the, their pay was going automatically, or what I, I was uh, paying automatically to the government for all that type of thing. And your, your check, basically in France, the check, you have $100 check, you have only uh, 70, uh, a, third, a third of it disappear for the government. The rest of it is you, you have no, no nothing to worry about. But I believe a third disappear. But you are entitled to absolutely everything for free. Well, over a third of our I know a third of my paycheck or more go to taxes here and I don't like the way they spend the money. But, but Most uh, of it's going to the military. But you know, I, yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, 55, 24% of, of, of the money goes, of the budget, American budget, more than 50% goes just for the military. Just for the military. 54%. Well, I believe today it's 57%. goes to the military. To do what? Excuse me, to do what? Huh? And so you see, I have seen, oh, I have seen in the army, trucks, Parkler, all the trucks running. Because you have to spend the gas of the months, otherwise you do not have enough gas after that. They don't give you. So all the trucks running for free, just to the gas. That's the army. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're starting to run out of time here. We got about two minutes left. I, I am, you know, I'm saying that eventually I, uh, we repeat ourselves. I, I don't know for the people who listen to us. I don't know if we repeat ourselves. Well, too much. we can ask them if people. Um, uh, because we didn't go into basically. No, small. we did not because we uh, we got <laughs> sidetracked with your rehab. <laughs> but we have more podcasts to go. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so this is a, probably a good time to wrap up. Um, we're coming along uh, Thanksgiving, and I want to make sure that everybody uh, just uh, remember to be grateful for everything that you have. And um, I want to thank Michelle for being on the program today. You're going to come back, right? Of course, my dear. Even if we repeat ourselves a little, but we have to say it. And I want to thank Anna for being on the controls today and this has been Radio Free Will recording from Grigstown, New Jersey thanks everybody make sure to uh, subscribe to this podcast and make sure that you send us your comments and your any questions 